everyone. This is Gab, and welcome to another episode of Where to Go Next. Today we have my friend Tian on the phone, and、um, I want to bring him on the show because he meant so much to me.、Uh, a little bit backstory: two years ago, I went to South Africa and had the darkest moment of my life ever, where I had a、um, <clears throat> near-death experience, and I took. Almost two years to recover, and finally had closure recently. But during that, my time there,、um, Tian really helped me get over that dark, darkest period of my life, and showed me so much kindness as a stranger that I could not possibly ask for more.、Uh, we actually met each other because、uh, we had a mutual friend, Claudio, amazing, loving friend who is in the UK right now. Uh, but anyway, I, I cannot wait to talk to him, and I cannot wait to、um, share his interesting story and just show how ma- amazing he is to you guys. So,、um, Tian, we have the standard question that we ask everyone: Where are you from,、mm-hmm. and where are you now? Okay,、um, thank you, Gab, for the lovely introduction, and hi, everyone.、Um, I would like to clarify one thing.、Um, I would like to、um, explain to everyone how I showed my kindness. I showed my <laughs> kindness by、uh, having a lunch cooked by Gap. So basically, she just came and brought vegetables and、uh, you know everything, all the ingredients, and cooked the lunch. I ate the lunch, and that's 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 how I showed my、uh, kindness. So if you would like to show some kindness, I'm sure、um, Gap,、uh, you have Gap's number. Um, so, so the question is where I come from, right? Yeah.、Uh, yeah, I was born in Beijing, and、uh, um, I lived in Beijing till eighteen. I did Gaokao, the college entrance exam in Beijing, and I I went to Hong Kong,、um, and I lived in Hong Kong for ten years, and I just moved to South Africa、um, three years ago. Well, almost four years now. So two thousand seven. Yeah, so that's basically the space-oriented、um, storyline. So, how many years did you spread spent in Hong Kong, and why did you choose to move to、um, Cape Town at that point? Ten years in Hong Kong.、Um, why did I move to Hong Kong、uh, to to South Africa?、Um, I had an idea that I wanted to do my PhD. Um, and I sent my proposal out to a few places, and、uh, I got an offer from University College London. Basically, that's what I was thinking I was going.、Mm-hmm. And then、um, at work, I met two South African friends, and we became great friends. And I was invited、um, to come with them for a holiday、um, in South Africa,、oh, wow. and I just, just just fell in love with this place. I sent my proposal to a supervisor at the University of Cape Town.、Mm-hmm. And she invited me for coffee when I came over.、Um, so we had a great chat. I just decided to to follow my heart and come、wow. here instead. Wow! So so what during that first trip with those two South African friends? What really struck you that you know made you change your decisions? If you look at global university ranking, you you can come of a very rational decision. But if you look at、um, what South Africa can offer me, I mean, this this place offers everything that China and Hong、mm. Kong could not offer me.、Um, basically, nature,、mm. diversity,、um, and and really going through a transformation, and and to be able to to be in this 
this transformation, understand it, and to be able to to work together with others to 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 witness this transformation. I think this is amazing. I mean, China went through great transformation, but somehow I didn't feel like、mm. it was my transformation.、Uh, I I mean, everything was 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 getting better around me, better、um, better in. But this better is not my betterment.、Um, I didn't feel. Well, I, I guess I benefit a lot、uh, from China's、um, economic growth. But personally, I I I don't know. There's there's a sense of anxiety that a lot of people share, and I I wasn't really in that anxiety. But I don't know. I I feel more connected to South Africa's transformation, like the the、mm-hmm. the embrace of freedom,、uh, to believe that. There is unity、mm. in diversity, and it is possible that we can do something like this together. This is、um, very inspiring to me.、Mm. It, it's so interesting that you talk about like diversity and freedom a lot because I feel like I I also strongly believe that I I think diversity at this point means a lot to me, and I part of me doing this project is because I want to present the diversity that our world、mm. has and like how. You know, differences are just differences, and like when you have an open heart to embrace a lot of those differences or whatever, like there is much more possibilities out there for you. So you wouldn't be able to feel stuck or anxious、mm-hmm. anymore. So it's just truly、um, wonderful to say you felt the same thing, and I, I think part of me can、mm-hmm. understand because I remember a lot of the wow moments when I was、um, experiencing in Cape Town. So, for example. Uh, I did two hikes. I don't know whether I mentioned to you or not during my time there. I did a sunrise hike to Lion's Head, and I did a sunset hike to Lion's Head. And just like those two moments where I see when I was like at the peak of the mountain, and I saw what was in front of me, like that ocean, the mountains. It was just so like incredible, and I was like, I wouldn't want to. How lucky I am to have witnesses, and like I wouldn't. Give up it for anything else. So I, I'm curious to know、um, when did you have that strong sense that you know there is something that you seek diversity, freedom, whatever that Hong Kong and China could not possibly offer, or like what are the past experiences that made you feel like that was the case?、Mm, well, that's a really interesting question. I, to be honest, I don't even think I had a self、um, before I, I I moved out of China. I mean, I was just、mm. so busy coping with all the requirements. I mean, I I was a good student. <laughs> I, I was, but、mm-hmm. I was not smart, so I had to work very very hard,、um, you know, to to、mm. to 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 keep that 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 goodness.、Um, so I had to、mm. earn all the accomplishment that I earned. Um, it was so difficult. I mean, I was just trying to cope with everything, and、um, mm. I I don't know. The education system taught me a lot.、Um, I'm not I'm not complaining,、um, but、mm. it might not be the best system for me.、Um, I mean, I I am someone with more of a free spirit, and and I,、mm. I would like to work at my own. A pace and and choose what I like to work on,、uh, and I can do pretty well. But I just never had the choice. So when I left China,、um, 
and when I when I spent my first year in Hong Kong, I just felt a lot of freedom. It has nothing to do with with the real freedom. It's just it's just like、mm. I'm 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 out of a system. Uh, the, the, well, I'm、mm. out of the only possibility I have. I have another possibility now.、Um, so that was definitely quite、uh, liberating.、Um, and then I, I, I also had very good professors who who really guided us、um, as mentors, not just as、uh, course coordinators. So、um, in Hong Kong, we we had a lot of freedom、mm. to、um, choose courses. Um, basically, we all end up with the same degree, but you have、uh, a lot of freedom. I did、uh, three exchange programs:、uh, one in the UK,、uh, Belfast; one in、oh, wow. the US, Delaware; one in Australia, and I could still graduate okay.、Um, so yeah, we just had a lot of freedom.、Um, so I, I think the yeah, like、mm. the ability. To shape、mm. yourself to be what you really want to be,、um, is is really important.、Mm. So so that's when I realized that I actually have some power to negotiate with with the structure.、Um, while the structure is always there,、mm. but if you just sit there and complain, you can't、mm. really do much. But you 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 just use your little power to 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 negotiate, and and you can do a lot.、Mm. Um, I, I remember reading something.、Um, the Japanese、um, writer Murakami said. He, he said that、um, while a, a fire can be any shape,、um, what it looks like totally depends on the person who looks at it. If if you look at it and feel like the fire is is a quiet, calm fire, that that calmness and that quietness comes from yourself, but. To have that feeling, you have to make sure you are at a, you you are facing the right fire. A fire, the fire cannot comes from cannot be coming from a, a, a secret lighter. It has to be a wild fire. So you have to go somewhere where you find that fire, not just a lighter.、Mm, I see. I recently heard a lot of people talking about the world at、uh, the word organic and like the term seed. Like a lot of people have expressed that there is some seed within them that they want the seed within them to grow organically, and I think it sort of fits into like your description of a system. And I I just want to offer like an interesting thought that I've had lately. So like as an individual, like I come in and I see the world. If you model it from a very abstract perspective, it's just systems. No matter like what industry you're in, what school system you're in, or like even countries, it's just like different systems that you、um, have in front of you, and then you have a choice in some way. Which system do you want to be part in, and is there a system that you want to be part in? So like when you evaluate a system, there are different things that you、um, can evaluate. For example, what are the rules?、Uh, what is the system like? Who are the players? Um, and what is the ultimate pie that those players within the system are striving for? And then, like you take a look at it and be like, "Oh, like this, this is not a system that I want to be part in." So you either like go searching, or you, you know, like worst case, you don't find something, so you can create your own game. 
or like create your own space where you really feel like this is what you want to be and uh, like what existing stuff is not satisfying or it's not what you strive for and i know that this sounds so abstract but i i actually do think it is true in some way like for example when i look at my careers and i was like if i if there's no existing company that i want to be part of then why do i create my own and i think that's the idea of a startup is because you don't want to work for any of the companies they don't really speak for you so that's why you create your own business in a way um and i i also really want to call out that i felt the same um when i decided to go to the states for school when i was 18 years old i, I somehow even though not uh I, i didn't go to school you know in beijing for university but i sort of saw what the system is like and I sort of decided for myself that it was not the place that I want to be it's not the place that I want to grow because there's no much room for the way that I can grow as the way that I wanted and it's not the freedom it's not like political it's definitely not political I I'm in the states right now I'm in Cambridge Massachusetts and I feel like I'm also in a system right now where it's so restrictive So part of me doing this podcast is to talk to people and see what other possibilities there are out there or like whether there's a better system for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's very uh, mathematical thinking. Uh, thank you for sharing that. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, we, 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 I think um, we might be misunderstood when we talk about, uh, you know, space. Um, this is not about anything wrong with China. I mean... I just talked about how yeah. liberating it, it was for me to go to Hong Kong. But for my Hong Kong local classmates who went through the Hong Kong education system and went to the Hong Kong university, they could never break free from that Hong Kong system, many of them. Um, mm. so, it's, it's, yeah, so it's not really about the place. I mean, there, there definitely are a lot of mm. very liberating individuals in China. I mean, when when even you are not allowed to talk, you can think a lot more sometimes. Um, so yeah. yeah, so so maybe we need to just have a chance to ex uh, to experience different systems and to understand that we are always limited by by um, these systems. I mean, I mean, I I don't think we can be really like completely free. Um, like you just talked about your career and you don't have to work for a company um, but why do you need to have a career so 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 there are layers oh that is true <laughs> there are layers of freedom like i think um yeah so so yeah. we we are always well if you want to live in harmony with this society <laughs> you, you you have to accept some kind of uh, restriction and, and some 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 right. kind of system right but um, I think we have a we have a right to earn um, a comfort space in, in, in and negotiate with with these powers. Um, yeah, and if you want to if you want to give up your freedom uh, for for some comfort, I, I think a lot of people don't mind. It's just each person is different. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Recently, I keep thinking about the thing that you said to me before I left uh, Cape Town. Uh, you said something along the lines that you feel like I will be the person 
who keeps absorbing new cultures and new like thoughts. And I will take, I will leave myself with the parts that are great for myself, and then throw out the parts that are not really great. Do you remember that? Well, it's a great thing about being a teacher is that you never remember what you said. So you, when you say it again, you always <laughs> have the same passions.、So. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> well, but but. Yeah, like well, I I guess at least the German husband part stuck with you. Yeah,、so、that part. Why don't、stuck. we talk about that? <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I went to、uh, Berlin and I really liked it, and I actually think I want to go to go back to Berlin now.、Hmm. But why did you think at that time that a German husband would be good for me? Well, because my best friend is a German. And、uh, I'm not saying he, he's good for you.、Um, well, I I just know Germans. I mean, I mean he's my best friend for a reason.、Uh, apart from the fact that we were born、uh, on the same day in the same year, I mean sometimes I was speaking English with him, and I was just thinking why why am I speaking English to you? Because it feels I don't know. It feels like it's it's beyond language already. Um, so I I don't know. Is a I I think with with a German. I I mean Germans are also very serious.、Um, I don't think、um, many people can accept having a phone call conversation to catch up, turning into a podcast, for example. So <laughs> so yeah, but the, but I think most Germans wouldn't mind.、Uh, <laughs> If you meet the right Germans, so I, I, I oh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding,、huh? I'm kidding.、Um, but I, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's the seriousness、um, and also the the, the humor.、Um, I mean, you can be very humorous, but people just don't understand you. They like the more、uh, on the grounds、uh, or dirty jokes.、Um, yeah, it just. <laughs> Okay, well, hopefully, I can have a, a chance to test it out really soon. <laughs>、um, but you bring up really good point、um, when you say like you feel there is some sort of connection that's beyond language, or like the way you guys are communicating, even though it was not your native language, you still feel like you were talking so naturally to this person. And I think now I look around, a lot of my best friends are actually not Chinese,、mm-hmm. and I talk and I speak in English. But I think we somehow could communicate better, and we could understand each other without words. That is so hard to describe. But I think you are very right in saying that connections can be formed despite language differences, or like despite where you actually came from. Yeah. At the same time, there is a kind of Chineseness in you and I that can never go away. Like cooking together. <laughs> yeah, that that is、yeah. a very unique culture. No other culture like come like let's cook together and eat together.、Um, that's that's、yeah. very Chinese. That that、um, yeah, a lot of fulfillment in doing that.、Yeah. Mm, I see. When I first started doing the show, I was having a lot of struggles with、um, my self identity because I feel like、um, it it was really hard for me to call Beijing home because I didn't spend the past five years in Beijing, and whenever I went back, I always felt like there was this disconnection.、Um, well, I, I had this struggle for a long time, 
maybe I'm still having it, but I I feel it's less a bother to me now. I, it's it's not my priority anymore. But for a long time, especially living in Hong Kong, it was quite a quite a struggle. Um, like I I I was mm. one immersion program I did with I I went with like twenty Hong Kong students um, to the U.S. Um, Delaware to be precise, and people ask me where I come from. I I I think I, yeah I had to, I had to always give a very long answer like okay I'm with the Hong Kong group but but, but I'm not from Hong Kong I'm from Beijing, um so that's <laughs> because I, I I felt strongly that I I am not one of them yet I'm just one of them. But I'm I'm really very different from them. I I I, I really wanted I yeah. really wanted to do um to to make that clear. But now in living in South Africa, people ask me where you come from. I just say Hong Kong, because really, if you put me together with a group of people like Chinese Chinese and a group of people Hong Kong Chinese, I think somehow I can identify more with the Hong Kong Chinese. Um. It, Mm. So yeah, it's just yeah. I just need to go to a place where answering that that question where you come from is easier. But like when you ask me just now, it, it goes back to Beijing, of course. But um, I, I I I lost that sense that like that. Where is home for me? Home is Cape Town is home for me now, and I I, I it's mm. it's not just a fact. It's also. A feeling that when I flew back to Beijing, I felt okay. I I was visiting my my parents, uh, um, but when I came to Cape Town, it felt like okay. I, I was coming back home, and when when it was going to land, I just knew ah, oh, this is home. I you know I can I can deal with my luggage, you know, pack my things. Um, so I I think it it always keeps changing. Um, but it doesn't. Well, it used to bother me a lot, really. But it doesn't bother me anymore. So if if one day I move again, um, I don't know. It's just all my home: Beijing, Hong Kong, um, Cape Town. Is mm. I accept them all. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think I just probably reached a stage where, like, well, I mean, because I'm younger than you, so like, I I probably recently hit the stage where I like. I was like really confused about where I am and like how what I should call home and how I should answer that question. But I think you're very right in saying that now I sort of comfortably say that I grew up in Beijing, but I've been in the states for the past five years, and I think that all of these places where I spent a long time and set a set up a life in are all all of them are home to me. Mm. Like I just dropped pieces of me in each of these places, mm. and then. These places combined it defines who I am, mm-hmm. um, and I will probably just keep dropping parts of me, part of my journey in places. Mm-hmm. As you mentioned, Beijing kept changing, yeah. and and you your identity your identity with Beijing is based on an imagined past that is no longer there. And one day, one day, <laughs> you you are you are going to find out that you share nothing common with Beijing anymore. Um, some incident was. It's going to trigger you to think maybe maybe that doesn't happen. Um, I mean, I mean, having lived in, in Cape Town for such a long time, when I, when I walked in Beijing, and I just I just realized <laughs> this is such a boring place. I mean, boring in a way that everybody looked very similar. Um, I mean, it's all Chinese. It's Chinese and Chinese and Chinese, and <laughs> and I can I can almost. Figure out what everyone is thinking when I look at them. 
Not because I, I, I because I, we all、oh. receive the same education. When we see something, when the news pops up, we just know how people are going to react. It's very predictable. Yeah, so I, I can't identify with that really. Yeah, <laughs>、mm. <laughs> I have the exact same feeling. Where you know how like the Beijing subway is super packed and everyone just seems so stressed out all the time. Like I could see. That in every one of them, and it was so boring to me. But I think when I talked about how I feel so connected to Beijing and backstory, so so my family、um, has been in Beijing for a long time, like over a hundred years, back to my ancestors, grandparents, whatever. And my family lives in、uh, the southern city of Beijing, where like all the、uh, tradition,、uh, like all Beijingers are, or that that part of strong. Traditional culture was rooted, and I feel like somehow it was never the people that. Well, probably is the people, but like the place itself has so much、mm-hmm. on me.、Mm-hmm. So like I grew up in Xuanwu, and Xuanwu as a district, it's so embracing. You have Buddhist temples,、mm-hmm. you have Taoist、um, shrines, whatever.、Um, I actually don't know how you call them, and you have.、Um, Mosques.、Uh, how do you say?、It? Like Islamic、mm-hmm. culture、mosques. within, yeah, mosques, and like so many different religions that are so extreme, but they all some, in some sense, fit perfectly in this tiny little district, and people were able to be happy, and like Xuanwu is very known for its grassroots culture, which strongly speaks to me. Like, if you ask me what my favorite food is, I would. Say without any hesitant, tangyoubing,、mm, which like is sugared、mm. fried dough.、Mm. That is my favorite. Yeah,、and、it's so cheap, but like you just see the contentment when people have it, and you know that oh, it's like the little things that like speak、mm. to you, and it's never about the people. It's always about the place, the collective. I, I hope your your vendor didn't put washing powder into your tangyoubing、uh, because it happened all the time. I hear this conspiracy. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh!、Um, yeah. Okay. Well, well, it's too bad you eat. Yeah. Well,、uh, yeah. Sure. For sure, Beijing has、uh, some kind of diversity,、um, but that that diversity is not my life. You know, it it popular. It probably mm, probably mm. is not your life. Like it's some mosque sitting like、uh, two blocks away, <laughs>、um, so you wonder like who goes there.、Yeah. But what really goes on there? You know, we don't know.、Um, it's very different from the Cape、mm. Town kind of diversity because it's in your face.、Um, yeah,、mm. like there are people begging on the street and they know me.、Um, like I walk、yeah. to the supermarket because it's, it's lockdown.、And、last week the beggar said. I haven't seen you for a long time. As like I never, I <laughs>、really? I never really like <laughs> talked to to him.、Uh, but he he saw me all. Well, I I guess I'm the only few Chinese、uh, around here. So he, he was very um, 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 eager to greet me with konnichiwa sometimes. <laughs>、um, so, <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> so yeah, so it's, it's it's a very different kind of diversity. Yeah. I see.、Mm-hmm. How how is the lockdown life there? What are the rules that the government there is imposing? Oh, South Africa is doing a wonderful job、um, on the COVID nineteen.、Um, so we started a lockdown here、uh, almost fifty、uh, days ago,、um, when there wasn't many cases.、Uh, I think it was just、uh, st- still double digits. Now we have 
uh, over 10,000 cases, but the, the curve has been flattened uh, quite a lot. The government knows that the public health system cannot cope with uh, such mm. crises. So they, they really um, did a lot at a very early stage. Um, so we were told to be locked down for 21 days uh, on, I think, starting on the 25th of March. Um, and towards the end of the 21 days, we were told the, the um, 21 days was, was going to be extended. So we had another two weeks. And towards that, uh, the end of that two weeks, we were told that what we experienced was a level five lockdown. Now we enter level four, which means uh, we, we had three hours <laughs> in the morning to, to, to exercise, go out, walk the dogs. Um, yeah, so, so it's very well organized, uh, but it, it, well, it's, it's always organized on the last minute. So like tomorrow, let's say yeah. it's going to be stage um, level three. So t mm -hmm. today they're still busy organizing what are the regulations. So we will find out um, at some point. But um, um, I feel um, I, I'm, I feel quite lucky to be here uh, where the government is quite capable. Um, and mm. they have also balanced the, you know, the restriction and the freedom quite well. Um, I don't feel like I I'm like strong regulations are imposed on my freedom, mm -hmm. and I yeah I, I think everybody just uh, cope with this and mm -hmm. and it's is is it's been fine. But I'm speaking from a more privileged perspective, and there are people mm -hmm. who uh, are locked down in the township houses mm -hmm. with very little space and mm -hmm. um, no no. Well, no income at all because they can't go to work. Um, mm. So, I believe the government is doing uh, a lot to help them as well. But of course, it's mm. it's, it's it's tough. It's tough. But uh, yeah. Well, is is um it is what it is, and and I think South Africa is, is doing quite well. Mm. I I was going to ask them. I'm so happy you bring it up because I like you know I've been into the townships before and I know how the living conditions was so different if you look at Cape Town mm. as a city. Like, the white Jewish, whatever, like, that community or um, the privileged people have living conditions a thousand times better than those people in the townships. And I was curious, how is the government rolling out, like, how are they communicating with the people there? Because I assume if, you have a, if you're in a township without a TV or, like, without any source of information how would you know what you're supposed to do well i i guess you didn't see um the bright side of the township everybody in the township has a tv i mean i didn't have a tv <laughs> i didn't have satellite uh, everybody in the township had tv um, and I, I i was confused so i asked them why like do you have a tv they said because we can't afford to do anything else the tv is actually the cheapest and I thought about it, it really makes sense because I have a laptop, I have internet. Um, and, you know, I can, I can go for running, I can walk the dogs, I can go to movie, I can go shopping, I can do a lot, I can go to museums, go to concerts. But for them, uh, they just have to, you know, uh, budget their expenses and, the, and, and, and TV mm. um, can entertain 10 people at a time. Uh, keep your kids busy you know it, 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 it has huh. multiple purposes um, so yeah. yeah so so TV is their life um, yeah so the, how did the government uh, communicate through through TV of course 
Um, and I think in the township is is more difficult. So the the police has also been quite busy. Uh, so uh, and there were cases reported um, of police abuse. Um, so it's it's not easy. It's not easy. Yeah. So um, I have a question. Uh, going back to like diversity in South Africa. Um, I remember when I was there, it was amazing to see how people speak so many different languages. Like you have like Kosa. Okay, let me let me do it this way. Kosa. Here we go. You see my my. <laughs> yeah, Kosa. Yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it took me like two months to do it. Um, and like p- mixed races people speaking. Um, what what is the other language called again? Uh, Zulu. Uh, there are so many. There's also some Swahili, but it's major, uh, mostly in Kenya. Um, there are, yeah, so many of them. But the major ones in Cape Town are Kosa and Zulu. Oh, okay. So how... Afrikaan Afrika- Afrika- is also a popular one. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was Afrika- thinking Afrikaan. Also- so, mm-hmm. like, to you, isn't it amazing that, like, people speak different languages could somehow just live in one country? I mean, like, sure, but... Like, it was just amazing to me that how, like, people speaking different languages and also somehow they look different, but they speak the same language. And, like, how could a country hold up that that diversity and conflicts that are brought up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, to the language part, I, I wasn't very impressed. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, it's, it's quite impressive, <laughs> but um, well, living in Hong Kong was, was complicated uh, as well. It's like bilingual and three languages. Yeah. Um, so you, you, you can go to an event and every, every PowerPoint <laughs> is, in, in, is in English and this person speaking Cantonese or is Mandarin. So I'm kind of used to oh, just, okay. just go with the flow, you know, like there's something um, you can understand uh, yeah. at the end of the day. Um, but the, 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 the diversity in unity is really something quite in, impressive. Um, um, but it's also, I don't know, the, the, some, some language definitely has more power than the other. Like in the construction business, um, everyone know how to speak African because it's, mm. uh, well, it's, a, it's a language of power. So basically, you shout at people using Afrikaan. Huh. Yeah. I, I learned to, to say something, um, and then they said, this is, you are not speaking this language. This language needs to be spoken with anger. I said, seriously? <laughs> like, this, you can't yeah, speak too soft. You, you need to make sure you shout out every word. I said, mm. oh, okay. <laughs> I see. It, yeah. it, it's so interesting. Um, I think so, Afrikaan was first uh, in... in at least to my knowledge, like Afrikaan was constructed as a language to uh, communicate for those people who own slaves to communicate with their slaves. I think that was the root of it. Is it? Um, well, it's, it's a simplified and localized version of um, um, well, Dutch oh. and uh, some, some French as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 
whether it's for the purpose for the purpose of communication with with the slaves, um, I'm not sure. But the、mm. slaves definitely had to to learn them,、mm. um, learn the languages. I see.、Mm. So, so let's talk about your PhD. What, what do you do as a PhD, and what are you studying? <laughs> Do you really want to hear that? And、yeah. uh, we have uh, like how how many minutes we have?、Uh, well, we need two days. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, so my PhD is in anthropology,、mm. um, and I research into the cultural identity formation of、uh, the overseas Chinese academics here.、Um, so basically, it's the Confucius Institute uh, teachers um, and these. Basically, there are some state-sponsored scholars who come for for、um, short-term, long-term、uh, degree programs at the University of Cape Town or other universities. So I、um, do research with them.、Um, so I've been doing ethnography for two years.、Mm. So I have a lot of data. So basically, I, I, I this is this is to my surprise, and、um, this is、um, what anthropology does. Basically, we. Um, collect all the data first. We make friends with、um, people, <laughs> and we, well, not, well, not we are not cultural spies. We we make real friends and <laughs> we collect a lot of data. Yeah.、Um, and、uh, it's authentic data. Basically, we we have all the answers in on our hands, and then we start to to look for the questions. <laughs> so how how do we ask the questions that can present a very interesting answer? So, well, I have many versions of the story,、um, and uh, because I'm, I've been reading, reading a lot of different things, and、uh, it's like watching the debate. Whoever speaks last, you agree with. <laughs>、um, so, <laughs> so, so right now, my my、um, preferred version is that I'm looking at the backstage of China's cultural managed cultural globalization.、Um, What does that mean? In the specs, so so basically,、um, I can define、um, all my friends as、uh, here in Cape Town, these Chinese academics, as the performers,、uh, the workers for the Chinese Chinese managed cultural、um, globalization,、mm. uh, because it's a stage a state initiated、um, program.、Mm. Um, They were sent here. Obviously, they didn't choose to come here in the first place, and they have a specific、um, specific mission,、uh, which is to promote Chinese culture or to bring something back to China.、Mm. Um, so, so they have a lot of performances they they need to do. But with me,、um, we are just cooking dinners and chatting about life. <laughs> Um, going on day trips, pretty much what we did.、Yeah. Um, so I I am observing actually the backstage, and the backstage is a very interesting place because they talk about the front stage, and they talk about、uh, the problems, they, they, the the real cultural conflicts, like、uh, somebody saying something that made them angry,、uh, or、uh, from the China side there are some ridiculous、um, demand.、Mm. Um, They have to write up some report、mm. to please certain uh, leaders, mm. Uh, so all these kind of things.、Um, so I, I find it quite interesting. Maybe this is also why I don't struggle with you know where's home anymore. I feel、yeah. like ah、oh, okay, so so I kind of 
I can't, I, I kind of see, um, you know, the, 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 there is a clear storyline that, um, is powers, power negotiation in thinking about, um, state. Hmm. Um, because we, we, we are flexible, uh, and we are fluent human beings. We, we are, we are deliberately, um, forced into different truths of identities, um, which we don't have to accept. Yeah. And when you see these teachers negotiating these uh, roles, you see that's really interesting because they can say something and do something else. Um, because that's their job. And at the same time, um, they, this, this place is also a mirror where they, they, they get to reflect on their past. Um, so I don't know how many, how many friends you, ac you actually find, uh, have from rural China. Okay. Um, I, I was shocked actually be before coming to Cape Town, I didn't have any friends who came from rural China. I mean, I knew people. Uh, but we were not friends. Yeah. Um, well, here, almost everybody, I've never met another person from Beijing, huh. Hong Kong, Shanghai. Um, yeah, so it's because those people who, I don't know, they might have other opportunities. They went, they, they are with you in the US. <laughs> um, so those who, Take the opportunities um, of the spon state-sponsored program to mm. come to somewhere like South Africa mm -hmm. are really the, the the model citizens of China because they come from very marginalized places mm -hmm. in China mm -hmm. and they work so hard mm -hmm. to get into universities mm -hmm. uh, in China and they they got selected um, they were party members you know like they're all around mm -hmm. good. And uh, and they they got the opportunity to come here, um, and they're really amazing people. Mm. Um, and and they come here and they f they come here, and they realize, is there's nothing difficult here. Well, moving to Cape Town is much easier than well, moving from a small village in Sichuan to Guangzhou. Because people here are much more friendly and it's much more like home because people greet each other. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, you can walk to places um, and it's less crowded. The air is clean. Um, yeah, it's just actually more like home than a big city in China. Mm -hmm. So that, that made me to, 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 to think actually... We, as I don't know, kids growing up from the metropolitan cities, the these Beijing, Shanghai, Hong Kong kids, we were actually quite imprisoned mm. um, because we were set to be on this track. Because you don't have a choice to go to South Africa, because right. it's not good enough for you. You have to go to the U.S. Wow. It, it's so interesting you brought it up. Okay, I have like so many thoughts just you said. Well, first of all, when you talk about you study culture identity, I feel like somehow, like, I'm also doing this podcast out of that, like, question of culture identity and like seeking what people think. And second, you talk about how easy it is to move to a new place. You are the second person that said that. Well, actually, the uh, other friend that I interviewed the other day also said something about 
moving to a new place is actually pretty easy in reality, or like it's not as hard as you think.、Um, and I,、mm. I just think I, I agree. Yeah, and I think it's really interesting that you clearly brought that point up. But I think it is a fact that not everyone realizes it, or like somehow we are conditioned into thinking that moving to a new place it is so hard. There are so many challenges, but in fact, not. It also depends on who you are speaking to. Like you and I have both moved around a lot. Um, okay. And for people who have never moved, maybe maybe it's difficult. Maybe well, if if they don't speak any English,、mm. uh, or if they can't, there are so many people in China that can't even speak Putonghua well, <laughs> Mandarin.、Yeah. So 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 it, it it will be difficult. I I I I think it's the once we are well, we've been moving around in a modern society.、Mm. Um, and there are so many things that are in common in these modern societies、mm-hmm. because Cape Town, at the end of the day, shares so much similarity, yeah,、um, to to Boston、mm-hmm. compared to maybe I don't know a, a, a village in South Africa、mm-hmm. um, that doesn't have electricity connected.、Mm-hmm. So we are talking about yeah. So we are very privileged、um, to to be moving around these spaces that are very similar. And we, 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 we understand the structure. We understand how things work. We know that you, when you go to the supermarket, you just get a chart, no matter where you are, and you take what you want. You pay at the end. But this could be very, very different from a small village experience here in South Africa. Like for somebody who's never been to a supermarket before. You had such a great call out. Because now that I look again of me deciding to move to a new place, it's a city again. Like I'm looking at all the cities that could I could possibly move to: Berlin, Stockholm, whatever. It's never like a rural area. So, so tell me about. I, I've been wanting to go back to South Africa. Can you like recommend some of the places that amazed you in terms of nature or like culture or like any experience that、um, you you think people need to see in South Africa? Well, Cape Town is obviously the best place to be, and it's so so beautiful. Yeah. Well, I think <laughs>、uh, I have so many friends came visit, and I told them you'd better start coming because you will be coming a lot. So the earlier you started to come, the better, the more chances you will have come,、uh, you you will have to come here. <laughs> And、uh, after visiting Cape Town, basically they lost interest in the rest of the world. Like I had a friend who 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 bought a round the world ticket, and Cape Town was one of the one of the first stops. And he said, like, oh, it's such a such a strat well, very strategically, he made a huge mistake.、Mm-hmm. Um, because after that, I think he went to Australia, <laughs> New Zealand. It's like ah,、oh, just sheep, sheep, and sheep,、um, and it's just South Africa having all the all the people taken away and、uh, all the fun taken away, and just give you sheep.、Um, I I think that's a very extreme comment, and maybe out of his politeness.、Um, but um, yeah. Um, I went with a guest、uh, to a place in Eastern Cape called Coffee Bay.、Um, it's, it's a very it's a very beautiful place, but really it doesn't matter. I think、uh, 
Mm. You can go anywhere in South Africa. It's just beautiful. Just go to a farm, spend a few days, um, and mm. watch the watch the crowd, watch the sunrise, um, watch the stars. You can see Southern Cross um, in the <laughs> Southern Hemisphere. It's just yeah, it's beautiful. You don't need a reason to come to South Africa. You don't need a, you don't need you certainly do not need an itinerary mm. because um, I I am always someone who make plans. I enjoy making travel plans um, and you know carrying out that plan you you know where to stay how many hours driving but uh, because I was traveling with this uh, uh, guest uh, who just randomly invited me <laughs> and and my parents to go on a trip with him um, and um, and he based he was driving he was a driver I, I, I hate driving um, and he have been to these mm. places before and his um, strategy is to not make any plan just go with the flow so every day at around lunchtime um, I would be asking um, like quietly like, so do we have an idea now where we'll end up today <laughs> so and uh, and because I need to make sure when I make bookings on yeah. these apps, uh, yeah. there is still Wi-Fi or or any reception, phone reception. Uh, so yeah, so we yeah, there were times we were just is is it's already dark, and I was sitting there trying to look for reception, um, so we could find a place to stay. But so was it, it was a wonderful experience. Yeah, I have a friend who is so into rock climbing, and then he just spent a six months or something like that, a long time, traveling through Australia and to uh, South Africa to do rock climbing. And he like told me that it was a very rewarding experience. But now it made me question why Claudio left South Africa. Well, I, I think a lot of people would ask you and me, why did you leave China? Like, it's a land of opportunities. Um, so much happening there center of the world now center of the epidemic at the moment as well uh, but center of the world for sure for a long time uh, economic growth and everything uh, yeah well you just have to leave home um, I've I don't know they mm. I I feel sorry people I think for South Africans wherever they visit it probably carry some excitement and a lot of disappointment um, the well the disappointment comes from how much they need to spend on going to these places and to realize it's actually well a little bit different from home but not not as good um, and rent is very weak so they end up complaining about rent being very, very uh, rent the currency being very weak but the reality is that there's no I don't know there's nowhere better scenery that diversity better than South Africa yeah mm -hmm. but if I grew up here I probably would be very interested in, in living in, in a big city like Linden Hong Kong um, my Cape Townian friend kept telling me that no Cape Town is not international city it's not an international city it's just a town I told him no no way this is a mm -hmm. I don't know compared to Hong Kong this is I don't know, it's in, in the internet world, everything is interconnected. Everything is up to international standards. I don't know what you mean. But they've, they've not lived in those mm. cities, so they believe they liked having, having public transport um, uh, operating till midnight, mm. after midnight. 
they like the idea uh, of the crowded um, subway. <laughs> Just the idea, um, not 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 the experience. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, dude. I I think it's the actual experience. They would hate it so much, so unpleasant experience. Yeah. Wow. That's beautiful. So, um, I we have a wrap up question that my uh, co-host Lei, who is not here, that、uh, she likes to ask people. So, throughout the years traveling, what is、uh, your favorite food or type of food that you really like? That was something that home could not offer. Home could not offer. Or like Beijing, like Beijing cannot offer. Let's just define it that way. I just like if you did not travel elsewhere, what would you mean? Beijing could not offer. Actually, my my favorite foods are、uh, watermelon and cheesecake.、Uh, I just love watermelon. <laughs> I remember as a kid,、um, you know,、oh. there are a lot of farmers who came into the city center of Hong Kong,、uh, Hong Kong, not Hong Kong, Beijing, and they came in with these、uh-huh. trucks with like a hundred watermelons. Oh yeah. yeah, and they're like <laughs> very very cheap. Yeah,、like、you... yeah. You just pick one, they weigh it, and you 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 can just eat it right there or carry them home. I'm、um, I love those experiences. Very different from supermarkets purchase.、Mm. Um, but outside home, cheesecake. Yeah, cheesecake. I don't think Beijing. What has... type of cheesecake? Or any?、Uh, I love. I love、uh, not lemon cheesecake. The plain cheesecake, New York cheesecake, is wonderful.、Uh, the,、okay. the the not so sweet cheesecakes. Actually,、um, I had at the at the U.S. maybe even Boston the the cheesecake factory. It's called.、Uh, I'm sure you know. Oh、um, yeah, yeah. The yeah, chocolate yeah. cheesecake is really good because it doesn't really taste like chocolate. <laughs> it tastes like a, a, a less、okay. sweet version of cheesecake. Which I love a lot. Okay, now I'm I'm so tempting. Like you talk about watermelon, and then summer is coming. I'm so like excited to have more watermelons. <laughs> yeah, my my winter, my winter is here、oh, yeah. now.、Um, that is true.、Country. I always forget that you guys are living in the opposite world.、Mm, well, is、um, what the rule is that there's going to be a week that rains a lot, and after that is going to be winter. Uh, now we still have a lot of sunshine, but、uh, the sun only comes out right before eight, and it gets dark before six. Yeah. So yeah, but it's it's fine. It's locked down anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now that's it for today's show. And、um, once again, thank you so much. I. Yeah,、so、thank you very much, and thank you for listening to all these、um, here and there stories.、Um, hopefully, we didn't bore you with talking about、uh, PhD thesis, cultural identity. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna comment. Like when I talk about that abstract framework, I could see your face is like totally lost <laughs> and totally not interested. <laughs> <laughs> Hi friends! I hope you enjoy this light-hearted, friendly, and maybe a little bit silly conversational episode. It always makes me happy when I can bring a little bit of joy to other people's lives. So, if you find yourself smiling while listening to our conversation, yeah, that's honestly mission accomplished for me. 
If you'd like to share this podcast with a friend or two, that'd be even better, and I would sincerely appreciate it. As always, I'm excited to hear from you, so feel free to email me at wheretogonext.podcast at gmail.com. Two is the numerical two, and I will for sure reply to your emails. Have a lovely day, and I can't wait to talk to you next time. See you later. Bye-bye.